What's going on, everybody? It's Marshall. I'm the host of the Serial Progress Seeker podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about fear. Now, maybe it's not the most fun conversation to have all the time, but it is something that we felt like was pretty important. Um, You know, we all are scared of things, whether we're business owners, whether we're parents, whether we are navigating relationships, whatever it may be, there are things in our lives that are being placed in front of us that we're scared of. And I think that's an important conversation. That's why we wanted to have it today on this episode. And it's really interesting that I sit down and I talk to Ben, I talk to Tabitha from our team, and we actually dig into what's really the basis of a lot of our fears and how sometimes it may not even be fear itself. It might be some other factors that involved. But we talk about how to, you know, kind of identify those factors, how to overcome them, and then ultimately how to actually transition from those places into a place of motivation so that you come out of this thing, uh, you know, whether you start out scared, you start out a little bit fearful, you end up on the other end and you're successful. It's because you've been able to uh, really navigate the process. You've learned strategies, you've learned tips, you've learned techniques to be able to get you through this process. So that's what we're uh, getting into today. This is episode 83 of the Serial Progress Seeker podcast, how to turn fear into motivation. All right, guys, I'm excited for us to get to chat a little bit today, specifically about this topic. And we've had some, you know, some off air conversations about this a little bit. So I'm excited to dig into this. Let's I think the way to for us to dip our toes into this conversation is to start at kind of a surface level. So we're talking about today. We're going to talk about just fear in general. So I, I say we start at a very surface level level. Let's jump right into this. Tell me just something simple, something every day in your life that you're scared of? Is it, you know, falling off, you know, the curb on, on the side of the street? What What is it in your life every day that just kind of scares you? I'll tell you right now, I am deathly afraid of snakes. I hate snakes. Uh-huh. Is anything that has to do with snakes? I won't watch a freaking movie with snakes. I won't, I don't even want to see them on my TV. I don't, I don't want anything to do with snakes. So that's kind of me. What, what you guys got anything surface level that you're kind of scared of? I'm going to pull up my Amazon and ship one to Marshall right now. <laughs> oh, don't you do it. Don't you do it. I, w- I will have a heart attack. I will. I will. No, we'll have we'll have rubber snakes being shipped to the oh Serial Progress Seeker office. Uh, it's great. I, I love laugh it. at that because mine's spiders. So you could do the same thing to me and I would have a freak uh, out. It, so. See, that's my, that's my mom. My mom is like, when I say deathly afraid of spiders, like if you say the word spiders, you yeah. say, and if God forbid, if you say the word tarantula, I mean, freaks out, totally freaks out. Shout out, mom, love you. Um, But yeah, she's she's, she's insanely scared. I almost stepped on a tarantula and about had a heart attack, just so you know. No way. Where were you? Did you saw a tarantula? Didn't know Arkansas had tarantulas. (laughs) They do. Scary as shit. Shout out to Arkansas. Massive (laughs) thing. They absolutely do. Oh, that's scary. I mean, very surface level spiders to a T. I can't. I mean, I, I don't know what it is evolutionary wise like snakes yes but i mean like don't get me wrong it's not like i'm like welcoming snakes in but spiders for some reason just make my skin crawl and uh yeah and it's i don't really know where that comes from i really don't know where that comes from but it's interesting right it is so funny and we i mean we've all seen the movies we've seen the tv shows where they're trying to freak us out with these things these snakes and these spiders and we can't get over it. Sometimes we still find ourselves watching it. Um, I yes, I'll admit I've watched freaking snakes on a plane. It's stupid. I hate that movie so much, but I've seen it. And uh, you know, it's just one of those things you just kind of have to deal with. But anyway, obviously, we can digress. I could talk about you know some weird little things that I'm scared of, but we won't get into any of that. We don't have enough time, and then we're not. Uh, I don't have the couch set up here today. So uh, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get into this conversation that we're going to talk about, which is how to kind of transition, how to parlay fear, whether it's a small fear like a snake or a spider, or maybe it's a larger fear, um, and how to parlay that and transition that maybe into motivation, how to, how to switch it out of one gear and shift it into another gear that's going to kind of make you better. And, uh, you know, obviously we all experience fear. You know, you don't have to be a, uh, you know, a business owner or a digital marketer or a, you know, president of a, of a country, everyone feels fear, right? Like we all feel it. Every single person that's within earshot right now, this episode is living with some level of fear. Number one, let's get that out of the way. We're all scared of something, right? 
So right. I think our listeners realize, but we're we're not talking about what I would consider like these surface level fears. I think we're going to go a little deeper here today. Um, like I said, I'm absolutely terrified of snakes, but we, we can move on from that. We're going to go past those. The point is, we're going to go a little deeper. The definition of fear, I wanted to share this with you guys because I, I was looking up some stuff and I wanted to look this up because I was like, you know, I have my definition of fear. I'm sure we all have our own definition of fear, but there's an actual definition. I wanted to read this. So it's an emotion that is normal and natural but can become a problem if it overwhelms us or prevents us from taking action. Like, yeah, sometimes you just need to look a definition of a word up, right? <laughs> like that's uh -huh. just, yeah, that's fantastic. So right off the bat, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. When you think about fear and you hear that definition right there, what, you know, what's your, what's your overall reaction? How do you, what, how do you react to that definition? How do you, how do you compare it to your own definition of fear? Like, you know, and I'll, I'll start with you, Ben, you kick us off and tell us a little bit about uh, just kind of your overall reaction to just fear in general and how it kind of works itself in your life. You know, I think about fear as how we react to things um, that typically we're unfamiliar with. Uh, that that's the big one for me. So I think about kids yeah. a lot, you know, raising kids and like kids being afraid of certain things. And when you're raising kids, you really start to understand. I think a lot of this, if you're paying attention is, you know, kids are afraid of a lot of things growing up that you have to kind of work them through that you like, you can immediately transport yourself back to that time in your life where you were afraid of something that like seems very, very silly now, but you're like, right. Well, I was afraid of it then, or my kid's afraid of it then, because there is nothing built into their library mm -hmm. that says this is going to be okay on the other end. Mm. And so I think that, you know, fear for me really comes down to um, where we have not sort of built this library to get over things. Um, or if we have tried to sort of build things into our library uh, to get over things, we never really got enough to get there hmm. uh, because it was just so insanely raw for us that um, that, you know, we weren't, we were never able to get there. And so like with spiders, I know the vast majority of spiders that are out there are not out for me. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason, the reason I actually know this is because uh, my wife does this fun thing where she puts spider traps in the house. Ooh. And for, for a very long time, I didn't realize that we had spider traps <laughs> in the house and every, and then one day I, I found a spider trap and I, and it was, it was fucking full. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and she's like, Oh no, they're actually all over the house. And I have to replace these every few months and they're actually everywhere. And so the thing that sort of hits you is that there's, you know, spiders, I, I have spiders. It's, it's just part of our lives. These spiders want nothing to do with me. And I understand if I expose myself more to that, I'd realize that it, it's not such a big deal. But what I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, you know, when I was little, um, I couldn't even order food. I was just so afraid of having a conversation with somebody that was not somebody that was in my comfort zone. Mm. Uh, and my parents literally had to like force me to go do this or I wasn't going to eat that day. Uh, well, not the whole day, but you, <laughs> when we were out somewhere. So like I had to like start building this in and that actually translated um, that translated to later in school, um, you know, make, make, making new friends. Um, if it weren't for sports uh, growing up, I don't know that, you know, I'd have the friendships that I do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even down later in life, when I started a business, it was not something that was particularly natural to me to go speak to people. Um, and it was just one of those things that along the way, I had to put myself in situations where I started to build this library. Okay, if I go down this way first, with this problem, and I do this first, then I can leverage that into talking to this person or being someone that people want to come to talk to. And it was like this whole thing of sort of building up this codex in my brain of, okay, I'm still afraid of, I'm still afraid of talking to people. Like I crap you not like, you know, nobody watching this is that knows me from like online or something that is going to think that that's a real thing. <laughs> um, but I'm actually really, really afraid to talk to people. And, you know, fear of rejection is very, very heavy with me. Um, and it's one of those things that it's like, if you actually saw me out in public now, you probably wouldn't realize that too. Yeah. We got, we got uh, people, I, we got people jumping in the comments right now calling BS, by the way, There's, that's <laughs> definitely happening. <laughs> but I have, I have developed this codex in, in you know, this library in my brain of how to, of how to go through public situations, um, where I'm no longer afraid actually at all, even though that is, that is there. It's something that is programmed into my brain. 
I don't actually have that problem anymore because I do have such a library of how to handle most public situations that I run into and to get to where I want to go. And so it's not that the fear is not there. It's that I have built up a library of tools to deal with it. So Mm. the answer to your question, I think, is this. It's fear to me is things that for for one reason or the other, uh, maybe it's trauma, maybe it's just something we've never dealt with, but we don't have a correct library of things to deal with something um, that is just uncomfortable for us. And like I said, either it's something that's built into us that we haven't gotten over, or it's a trauma that happened to us that changed the way that we handled a situation that we've also not figured how to get over. That's it for me. It's like, we don't necessarily have the libraries built in to get to those things. And that's, I think that's the, also the positive note with this. And I want to hear what you guys think is when you understand that that's what fear is and how to get over fear, it, it's really a very positive thing to understand that there are apps that you can download to your brain and habits that you can download to your brain that you can get over just about anything. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, let's let's be real honest. A lot of fears uh, originate from trying to keep us safe, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes our brain malfunctions a little bit um, and builds these things, this keeping a safe thing uh, so much up to a point that it actually holds us back. And I think that that's the, that's the real thing is trying to really take a logical step back and look at it and say, okay, what is this thing really in front of me? What is this fear based on? Is this because uh, if I jump out of a plane, my odds of dying go way up uh, in the next day, you know, or is it that uh, I don't want to go uh, talk to this person today because they might tell me no? And sometimes those fears very much are equal to us. Yeah. Um, and that's and isn't that an interesting thing? So, <laughs> what what do you guys think? Like, what when you think of fear, um, what is it that sort of hits you that fear is tab? So for me, being the girl of the bunch, I'm always the one that goes on the. <laughs> the the well like the everyday stuff doesn't bother me like yeah there's fear but i can just do things scared that doesn't bother me my mom long time ago taught me this little trick that when it comes to speaking in front of people which i'm also terrified of but i can do it because my mom <laughs> right. put this thing in my head when i was little bitty that that no matter what happens they can't eat you like that was always her response to think well they can't eat you <laughs> like and it's but it's it's stuck with me so like it could be yeah. the absolute worst thing ever, but it's not really because I'm still alive, you know. But yeah. for me with fear, it always comes to like the loss of like my husband or my kids. That's like, and as most women will tell you, that's where we always go is that super dark place. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. when you when you talk about fear, that's where I always end up going, which I can't relate to anything because I like the fear of public speaking or the fear of doing some new project or whatever, you can look online and see other people doing it. They've succeeded in this. And, you know, you can kind of navigate through things by seeing what other people have done. But when you think about losing a loved one, how would you even navigate that? So when I go to fear, that's automatically Mm -hmm. where my brain goes is, is how in the world would I function in life without, you know, my loved ones next to me. Right. Well, and it, it does put things in perspective too. Uh, when that is when you start really rating, okay, how how much of a fear is this? Yeah. Uh, and then you get to that. And I know this last year, same thing. Like the things that happened to me in this last year um, that were a little bit more real than you know public speaking. I was like, yeah, what what? what come on, yeah. come on, what what is this? And so I think a lot of times, you know, if we really want to define fear, it's it's really getting perspective on that. Um, something we talked about before we got started that I think is really interesting. And I think we should share with everybody is understanding the difference between fear and losing interest in something uh, or, mm-hmm. or, or like doing the calculations for the ROI on an activity. Uh, I think a lot of times people confuse fear for coming to terms with the ROI on an activity. Yeah. You know, what is the return on investment for an activity? Um, and so a lot of times that, you know, I, I talk to people and I teach them how to, um, you know, grow a business and build a business. And, you know, we give them like very specific things that they could do to grow a business. And, you know, some people, you know, run with it and make a ton of money and they build a business and it's, it's that, it's that thing. And then some of them don't. And for a long time, I thought that people were afraid of failure. 
I, I really did. I thought that a lot of these people were afraid that if they did do it and they got turned down, then it was no longer this cool dream that was in their head and that was an actual fear. But then like, you know, you start really talking with people and you start to discover that sometimes it's just that they really start thinking about it. And while something maybe is as exciting as first because it's novel, um, really quickly when you start letting it sort of sit, uh, you cool to it, not because you're afraid of the outcome, but you sort of get in this mode where you're like, I like the uh, I like what's on the other end of this, which yeah. is money or <laughs> having a six pack. I like that. What I don't like is what it takes to get there. Yep. And, you know, Preach. and that's OK. That's not being afraid. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You know, like that's not being afraid. It's just doing the math sometimes on what what do I have to give up that I really enjoy in my life? Is it worth giving this up? to get to this thing and sometimes it's not and that's okay that is a hundred percent okay listen guys like i am i'm in a really healthy place in my life right now but last night i got done with band practice and i wanted some chicken mcnuggets from mcdonald's (laughs) like i'm not a i'm not a mcdonald's guy at all and i'm just not but last night i wanted some chicken mcnuggets and i was like you know what this is gonna make this is gonna be okay now does that does that maybe cut off some days that it's going to take for me to get to the goal that I want to have uh, fitness wise this year? Maybe, but you know, I think it's also was important. The ROI on getting there quicker is not worth that. And I don't think that that makes me weak. I don't think that that makes me afraid or fearful of, you know, I can't do this and you know I'm I'm, af- I'm so afraid of getting to this goal or failing it because I did everything right and then I actually still don't get there. Yeah. That's not a real fear for me. I wanted some nuggets. Yeah. And you know, and I don't do that often. And so I think that, you know, I think that that's the thing is like we're really hard on ourselves sometimes mentally and we think that oh we're weak or that, you know, I can't get there uh because I'm not mentally, you know, strong enough to do these things and that's crap that's crap a lot of times Mm -hmm. sometimes if you really get down to the core of who you are and what you really want in life sometimes you understand that this thing that everybody wants their dream this this what is the ideal or where we all should be striving and that's like such a big thing for us it's not really what we want yeah we are don't you agree too that we're sometimes way too quick I'm, i'm and i'm i'm asking this because this is what i am i'll just go ahead and tell you way too quick to assign success or failure to xyz whatever it is if 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 the if the goal is to have that six pack and then i go out and have that box of chicken mcnuggets instead it's of a big box yeah, it's a real big, big box. box right <laughs> instead of instead of focusing on okay i can just extend the success of that long-term goal i focus on the failure of this short-term action for happiness and and and, but it's all about a it's all about a mindset and i think that's you know those are going to be some conversations we have but it's i I think so often we can be so quick to assign very quickly success or failure to something that we're trying to get to yeah well and and i'll say this too also eat that eat that 20 pack of chicken nuggets or whatever it is and they're like oh i failed i'm done and just walk away and never touch it again you know never continue with their goal Totally. Well, I think I think the thing that's really really interesting here is um, this plays into confidence too. Yeah. Because if mentally you start assigning that I am mentally weak, uh, I am a failure. Um, that pl- that starts to bleed into everything else that you do. And and you know that's yep. the thing. Last night, uh, me going and getting nuggets uh, when I wanted them, and I, I debated it. I, I really went back and forth, and I was like, this is not <laughs> this is not a part of my plan right now. Um, and what I'm trying to accomplish personally, but I was like, you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's going to make me have a better day tomorrow. I I know that sounds so stupid to anybody listening to this, but like (laughs) I had had a day that was pretty good, but I'd had some failures yesterday. I got really frustrated with a couple things and, um, I could have gone in and cooked something that was healthy, but I needed that little quick, uh, dopamine kick in my head. I really did. Like, And there's a lot of people out there in the success world that are listening to this right now and that are turning this off because they're like, nope, this is not the podcast for me. And I'm, I'm kind of like, get the fuck out. Yeah, these guys like, are talking about nuggets. I know so many people that are completely broken mentally, can't have good relationships because they are so ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
everybody here i think that the real true part like the, like you know anybody on this on this team you, all of you guys and anybody that's you know all our team that's not, that can't that's not here will tell you i have a ridiculous level of self confidence like it's <laughs> ridiculous it makes no sense i mean i i don't think that i i was given a lot of gifts in this life don't get me wrong but overinflated like that that's where it's at and i think a lot of that comes from the fact that i don't necessarily assign big failures to dropping the ball every so often. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really good at forgetting uh, when I screwed up, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were, we were actually out to dinner. This is a, this is a good story. We were actually out to dinner the other night and we were in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For those of you that don't know, this is like Southeast Missouri. Um, and <laughs> we were out to dinner <laughs> And no, it could go a lot of ways, right? <laughs> there was somebody that there was somebody that in a restaurant. Yeah, we had fun. There was somebody in this restaurant that we were at. We were having dinner, you guys. And there was somebody in this restaurant that came by me. And it was sort of a blast from the past. And I was really excited to see them. Um, and so I screwed in my chair back as they were walking out. And I said, hey, how are you? They didn't know me like at all. Could not like could, didn't recognize me at all. And I was like. You know, I was like, how you been? Um, and I, it was just this look of <laughs> I need to move on. And I was like, I was like, and I and I said the thing you'd ever say when, when you run into someone. I was like, you don't recognize me, do you? And they were like, oh, no, I do. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oops. No, you don't. <laughs> this was something that this was something that um, and obviously I still think about it, but it's the level at which I think about this. And I, this is what I want to get to in the past you know, maybe me 10 years ago, this is something that like, I just would not have been able to let go, not because of the way they acted, not because of the way I acted, there was none of that. It was just like, wow, I, I would have deconstructed that moment a hundred times in the week after we had that dinner and thought, how could have I handled that differently? And I, and you know, the difference between me now and me back then is like me deconstructing that moment now is like, was there maybe a better way for me to approach this person that didn't maybe, um, but I don't care. Like I came to that thing because I really loved this person in the past. Um, it was, a, it was a good friend that I hung out with a lot. I was really happy that I said hello to them. It wasn't a perfect interaction. Um, but I was still happy that I did it, even though it was imperfect. And, and like being able to let go of those pieces is, and, and I think this is really the thing. It's what is the reason in which you're acting? This this is incredibly important for me is like, guys, I go out enough and do enough things. And I know you guys do, too, that I stick my foot in my mouth every so often. It is <laughs> law of averages. I know you guys do it, too. Totally. And it's just like there's just things. But but I think the thing that really helps me with a lot of the fear now of talking to new people, uh, being out in public and, and you know, <laughs> being in all kinds of fun situations that, you know, who knows what's going to come out and are, are you going to regret what you said in the morning? Um, and, and, and I don't even mean that because you're inebriated or anything like that. I mean, just really, if you're talking to a lot of people, law of averages, sure. I think the thing that really, that really gets me is what is the position that I am coming from? How, what do I really want for all of these people that I interact with? And, you know, this, this whole company that we have serial progress secret, like that, that's where I come from. I really come from this place is I just, everybody I interact with, I want them to get everything they want. Yeah. And I want them to, you know, and so I think that that's from a position of like the public stuff, you know, I used to be really afraid of talking to new people about, you know, pitching them new products and, and walking into businesses. And then I'm just like, what do I, I'm walking into a business and like pitching them something or trying to get a meeting because I really want them to be better off. And if they don't yeah. want that, that's that's their right too. So I think it's a lot of, and we can move on. And I, or maybe I want you know maybe you guys want to chime in, but I think a lot of life and getting over fear is why are you doing what you're doing right now, and what is behind that. Yeah. And when you really start to get set with what is behind every interaction that you have with people, it gets a whole lot easier to be less afraid to, to get in the mix with everybody. Yeah. Well, and when your goal changes from what you were talking about, how you just want that something good for that other person, when your goal stops being about you and you start pushing it out there towards other people that automatically changes your outcome too. You stop focusing on the things that you're scared yeah. of and the things that you worry about don't flip and matter anymore because you're more worried about the people around you and surrounding you. 
Yeah. Right. Um, another thought, and I want to get your thoughts on this. this you know, this is from a song, um, but I thought this was incredibly poetic and it was a definition of fear uh, that was in the song. And, you know, I have re- requoted this probably a hundred times, uh, but fear, fear is the false belief that there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And so what I really deconstruct fear um, and, and, you know, speaking to the adults in the room, um, fear of, am I, am I going? Yeah. Right. Look, everybody <laughs> looks around. <laughs> I think that a lot of, a lot of people right now are looking around and thinking, what if I run out of money? What if, you know, my bills overtake me? What if I have to file for bankruptcy? What if I have to do that? This is something that is always kind of floating in the back of our heads, but here's, here's where a lot of that fear comes from. It is, okay, this is what I have to make this next month. And, and we really get into this, is in, into this mode of if I do nothing and this hits, I'm in trouble, hmm. right? Yeah. So we really approach a lot of our fears in this way of what if there's nothing that I can do? Mm-hmm. What, if I, what if I don't have any power in this situation? And that's the, that's the problem. With most of our fears – None of you listening, none of us here ever go into a situation where we don't have some control to alter the outcome. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's in most of our lives, we walk into situations where we can alter the outcome. And I'm talking about the small fears. Listen, there's plenty of health problems. There's plenty of things that like you don't, you, you, that's just, that is a, a real fear that you have to face. But I'm talking about like the things that we can overcome, the fears that aren't that shouldn't matter to most of us with talking to people or jumping and trying to climb a mountain. You know, these are the things that we can control and fear is really the false belief. And it is false that there is no thing that we can add to the equation that alters what the equation equals at the end. Yeah. And you know, the first time I heard that lyric, I was like, Oh, it, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's sometimes, and this is what I love about life. Sometimes it's this very little thing that you hear or you see, or you learn that can completely alter how you view the world. Yeah. And I think that's it. So, I mean, like, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, as you, as you approach life, as you approach the things that maybe you guys are afraid of, you know, the, with me and spiders, like I just uh, don't have to put myself, I don't have to watch arachnophobia. Never have, never, never will. will. <laughs> Never will. Everybody's like, oh, it's a fun movie. I, nope. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and so, no, my, my point is, is, you know, I think that that is a thought that, that affects me that changed, that completely changed from the day before I heard that the day after I was like, I usually can do something. So yeah. what, what do you guys think? Well, I'm just curious who sings the song. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. What song is we'll, it? We'll put that in the show note. It, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it, I'll, I'll send you the, <laughs> oh no, it's, it's, uh, I, I will make sure we get that in the show notes so that you guys to. can see this. Uh, it's a, it's a great YouTube video. It's a great artist out of Nashville, um, that hasn't quite broke through yet. Um, that should oh, and hopefully send up some love bit. then that's great uh yeah their their career their career started to go up right as the pandemic hit and then yeah, yeah. um so hopefully yeah. we still we get we get to see them but i'll make sure we get them in the show notes it's a great tune lots of great songs but but yeah yeah I, I was something something you said there made me think about the fact and of course i'm i'm shining the light on myself because i'm thinking about this conversation and how i interact in my day-to-day and it's um something i feel a lot that i have developed a very good uh, ability to fight fear with, especially when it comes to small things, to fight fear with avoidance. So there's a lot of times when I have things that come along the way um, that I'm a little bit scared of, then, oh, no problem. I could just stiff arm that and I'll just move this direction. No problem. No, No big deal. But where the real fear settles in for me is when I can't avoid it. And, and there's, and there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of things in my life where I wish I, you know, and I try, I try to push and then they get me from this side and then it comes at you from all angles and type deals. But, so I think we develop these, you know, in my case, I develop this armor of avoidance for a lot of small things, but, but that doesn't work when it comes to stuff that, you know, really matters in your life and is really going to affect you uh, down the road. So I, I think that's an interesting conversation to talk about the the blocks that we put up um, and, and, and what, what they kind of get you through from a short term, but uh, how a lot of times they're not going to work on the long-term scale. No, I, I love that. Um, so I have an exercise oh, uh, for anybody nice. listening. Um, 
And I think avoidance is interesting. And it, it's interesting that you brought that up. Avoidance, um, sometimes it's really hard to deconstruct. And we kind of alluded to this earlier. Sometimes it's hard to deconstruct why you're avoiding something. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm listening to this book right now. And, um, and it's really good. And this book, um, it's really taught me a lot of things. It's about this, this, this kid that um, basically his goal was to interview the world's top experts um, and get advice from them on how kids his age, you know, we're talking like 2021, 20, um, kind of going through college, trying to figure out their life. Um, and, and I'm not going to tell the whole story because everybody should go listen to this book, but it's called The Third Door. Mm. And uh, there's a story in this um, that this was originally attributed in the book to Warren Buffett, and Warren Buffett never never had this strategy, never said any of this. But I think it's an interesting exercise, uh, even though that didn't come from him, even though it was attributed to him, even though Warren Buffett said, I didn't come up with this. Uh, and, and it comes from a we an interesting place where this actual thing came from. I think it's a good exercise. And I think that we can get better at the avoidance thing if we practice avoidance intentionally. And so I'm going to give you guys a strategy from this book that I think is good. Like I said, it's called The Third Door, um, and it's very, very good. And um, so this is it. Make a list of 25 things that you guys want to do in the next 12 months. Like, you really want to do, really want to accomplish. What are the things that you really want to do in the next 12 months? Okay, so that's the first list. 25 things that you really want to do the next month. Now, this could be really grand stuff. It can be really small stuff. But what is the list of things that you actually want to accomplish? Now, everybody listening is thinking 25 things. Okay, I can do that. But then when you actually start doing it, it, it does seem like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always about keeping it super simple. So, but but go with me here. We're going to get to that. 25 things that you want to do in the next 12 months. Then when you're done with that list, get another sheet of paper. So that's one sheet of paper. Get another sheet of paper. And on that other sheet of paper... Take five things from that original list of 25 that you want to accomplish the most in the next three months. Okay. Mm. So we put those on this list. We go over to the original list and we cross out those five so that they are technically no longer on that list. Yeah. So now you have two sheets of paper. You got the list of now 20 things that you want to do in the next 12 months. And you got a list of five things that you really, really, really want to do in the next three months. Okay. The original 20. You avoid them. Mm. Get rid of that. Yeah. That that's that's not that's not what you really want to do. Now think now you think about this. We put down 25 things. I guarantee you most people are, are gonna get to five. And then after that, it's gonna be stuff that they think they want or their neighbor wants, or that we've been told as a society that we should have and that we want. Yeah. And avoid them. Now, here's the power of avoidance it being intentional. When you can clear your head to the point where you've got the five things that are the most important to you and you actively stay away from all this other crap, you are clear. Mm. You are clear in a way that you've probably never been clear your entire life because it's like we have all this stuff oh, I should be doing. This. I should be doing this because that's what we're supposed to be doing. But now you've got those core things. That's all you focus on this year. That's it. That's your ball game. Those five things are it. But not only are those things it, you actively stay away from things that put you in the mode of these other 20 things. And that's intentional avoidance. Yeah. And I think when we start practicing intentional avoidance of some things that we don't want to do, it's start, well, number one, it's going to get rid of a lot of the accidental, you know, the stuff that you're like yeah. subconsciously avoiding because you're actually going after the stuff that you actually want. Yeah. But I also think this, when you can master a tool avoidance is a tool. Um, it has its place. It's good. It's bad. But when you can master a tool or you can move towards mastery, mastery is extremely difficult, but when you can start moving towards mastery with something, it gets easier to recognize what you're doing when it's unhealthy. Mm. And I think that that's, I think that that's powerful. And I think, so, I think most of the time for most of us, we subconsciously avoid things in a very unhealthy way. Mm. But if you, bring avoidance into the light and you use it as a real, a real tool. Um, I think that's good. I think far too many of us, and this is, this is where I'm going to get into some real fear management tools right here. Like <laughs> let's, let's get in, let's really dig in now. Yeah. If you want to master a lot of your fear, you have to have boundaries. 
most human beings have really shit boundaries. How many people have been down a road of maybe something that they enjoyed in the past or that they thought they enjoyed or they were told that they should enjoy that now they have put up a wall and said, no more. I will never, I will never allow this into my life again. I will never allow this person into my life again. And it doesn't just have to be somebody that greatly hurts you or something that greatly hurts you. It just has to be something that you have realized does not bring benefit to your life. And I think that boundaries are good. One of the greatest things I ever did to sort of wrap myself into this public speaking and you know making new friends thing was I started to really understand um, my nights out, my days out. I have to be as outcome independent as possible. How can you have a good time and enjoy yourself no matter what the outcome is? And that that opened up the door to not worrying about every little interaction. Yeah. Number two, though, is when you're talking to someone and they don't fit into the boundaries of what of how you think you should be treated. Um, that's it. That's the end of the interaction. I can't tell you how many times in the last year I've run into somebody and it was blatantly disrespectful um and i wouldn't have even thought this was just some of these interactions were disrespectful before but when you have boundaries you start to understand disrespect you are you start to understand not necessarily disrespect but you start to understand you don't vibe with somebody right out of the gate and it's funny how your confidence shoots through the roof when you have boundaries when you're not just bouncing off the walls you're you know you're not just taking everything as it comes and that's hard it's hard being outcome independent and also being sort of in a mode where you, you know, you have boundaries of things. But I think that's, I think that's important. Yeah. You really want to become more confident. You really want to become fearless, you know, or as close as you can possibly come. We're never going to be fearless. Yeah. But as close as you can possibly come, I think that really establishing boundaries as to what you will tolerate and what you will not tolerate, those are extremely important things. Because listen – Sometimes we get afraid of things that are real, and sometimes we get afraid of things that uh, we should be afraid of. And I think understanding how to stop getting to those places before they happen is in, is incredibly good. And that's that's boundaries. Yeah, that's really boundaries. And I think that that's incredibly important. So thoughts. <laughs> uh, I, I I couldn't agree more. Um, just everything you're saying is is spot on. There is something you said a little while ago that I I wanted to make sure to come back to because um, it I mean, essentially it's the backbone of everything we do uh, here at Serial Progress Seeker, and that's the whole you know backpack lifestyle and being able to you know pack up your life and and work on the go. And I'd love to know from both of your vantage points because you've both been in separate settings but then realize the need to be able to bring yourself into sort of a backpack lifestyle. And I would imagine because there was, when I did it, there had to be fear involved and you had to be, you had to be a little worried about, you know, the way things were going to, you know, maybe they're going to operate on a day-to-day basis or the way your career was going to be, you know, projected to go or the money you were going to make or the, you know, you know, the light, the freedom you were going to have, whatever it was. Uh, talk, talk about that transition to kind of the backpack lifestyle tab. I'll start with you, you know, from your vantage point, from your past kind of shifting into serial progress seeker, you know, was when you made that shift over, did, were you, were you scared? A little, I wouldn't say a huge amount because I had yeah. worked from this, like thinking about it the other day, I've been working from home for 18 years. Like talk about getting out of the corporate world. It's okay. been 18 years since I've worked in a corporate world because before this, you know, I worked wow. for another media company. Um, that was scary yeah. for me to go from corporate world to a, a small kind of teeny tiny company that had like three people in it. Um, so transitioning right. from that company, which grew and got huge to this one, wasn't as big or as scare, scary. Um, yeah, but when you said it's to me talking about fears earlier, my biggest fear is losing my family. So as long as my family is intact, I'm good. So even for me, even if the money fails and there's, as long as we're all still together, I'm good. Like I can sell cars, I can sell houses, I can go work at McDonald's. I can do like that fear doesn't bother me at all because I can, I can figure shit out. You know what I mean? I can, I can go do something else. None of that really matters to me. So well, I, I agree hundred percent. I think the interesting thing was, is, you know, I came out of a, a, a clinic uh, that I was working in and, you know, very demanding hours wise. And then I brought in another doctor to sort of take over the load. Um, and, uh, 
I, I was off certain days. And, and during that time off, I really, I, I started forming the boundaries, you know, that I'm, that I was talking about as I, I was just like, this, this is my life. This is what my life is. Mm-hmm. And I really started to understand that this is what I want my life to become. And so I've got to go all in on this. Mm. And that, that was it. It was just like, you know, a lot of times what we do is we'll have one foot in one room and one foot in the other. And we're standing in the middle of that threshold. And we've not actually stepped in to you know, the part of life that we want to have because yeah. of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the idea is that I really, when I really started seeing what this life could be and I really envisioned it in my life, I fell so in love with it that like I started and it, subconsciously sometimes I started building these boundaries and I was just like, I'm never going back to traditional working in an office. I'm never going back to working for somebody else. But I also had it in my head too. I'm like, I, I'm exactly where tab is. I'm like the worst things that can happen have nothing to do with careers. And I think that this is sort of our generation starting to come up with this. The worst things that can happen have nothing to do with careers. Um, I could always go do exactly what Tabitha said. I could always go get a job somewhere. Like, I'm not going to like it, that but I'm not going to starve. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that's a real fear. Yeah. yeah. But to I go also back. understand yeah. that they're <laughs> right. I also understand that like I have a skill set that I could take into a lot of places and be valuable, yeah. you know, as, as do each one of us here, right. as do most of the people that are listening to this. If you've, if you've, this is what's great. The skills you acquire by building your own stuff and, and running your own stuff translate to everything. Mm. It, it is everything, you know, guys, I'd go 10 bar and I'd, I'd kill it. You know, like, you know, every one of you could go do that. You know, and most, and most of us that have, that have like kind of been in this world for a while. And like, think about that. I was in a place where I was terrified of talking to people, but like right now I know I could go crush it, tending bar. Yeah. I could sell cars. I could do. And so I think the thing that really takes the fear down of this home-based thing and this business and, and what we do is I know there's plenty of fallbacks. Um, but I also really started creating the boundaries of what my life was. And it's funny how you figure out stuff when you say, this is it. This, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to, I'm going to have a gig where I set the hours and it's just about the work that I get done. Not do I show up to a location, you know, like that I had no interest in that anymore. And the more I was out of the, the clinic that I was working in, that's what it was. I, I really stopped. And most of us don't get the opportunity or we don't allow ourselves to stop long enough to understand what we really want. Or we think that we've gone so far down a road that we can never get there. Um, I don't know a lot of people that have gone so far down a road that they can't get to where they want to go. A lot of people that I know a lot of people that think they have. Uh, but I also know people that are in the, in the exact same situations as those people that are working to get themselves where they want to be. And yep. so I, I don't buy into a lot of that with some exceptions. I'm not going to say there's not exceptions, but I think that's the thing is when you really establish the boundaries that this is my life, this is not a temporary stop. This is the life that I want to craft. I just want this life to be better and better and there to be more money, there to be more um, good times, there to be more abundance with this particular life. When you really establish that boundary that this is my life and it's just going to grow out from here, not this is a stop along the way that's when things really open up and that's when the fear of it goes away because you start to understand that building a life that is yours, that you are the CEO of, that you maybe run the business, maybe you're in charge of all those things. Yes, it's heavy. There's things to think about, but those skills translate. Those skills translate to anything, just about anything else that you would, I I could go get a job at a hospital and do something, you know, to be useful to the doctors. I'm not going to be a doctor you know, in a hospital, I'm not going to be a nurse in a hospital, but I could do something that would be useful to help them with their job. And so you start to understand the more you establish boundaries outside of the normal world that we all came from, and you get into this world where you're running the show, there's more safety nets than you've ever had. I mean, it is actually more dangerous to sort of be stuck in that place to where you hope to God, you don't lose your job at this corporate thing. Um, And you know, I'm not trying to scare anybody. It's just, it's just the way it is. The more you invest in yourself, the more you invest in really getting to a better mindset and a better place, a place that maybe isn't what we were taught growing up, the more options you have and the more of a security blanket you actually have moving forward. Even if the thing you happen to be doing right now doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we're always growing those skills. And so I, I think that's the thing is it's it, going back to the very beginning of this. It's we're always or we should be. We should be always building this library of things that make us less fearful. And if you find that you're not doing that, it's time to shake things up a little bit. Because if you're not doing that, that's when you eventually find yourself in a spot to where it's very scary. And, you know, I I think that's the that's the hard part of it all. So those are my thoughts on it. Yeah. (laughs) What else you got? I'll tell you. I'll tell you from my vantage point. And we've talked about this. There's obviously making the transition from the quote unquote rat race to, you know, living a life that's more of a backpack lifestyle and, and, and being able to kind of, you know, take your work on the go and, 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 and also like, just like you said, take ownership of what you do on a day-to-day basis and, and not just all on a day-to-day basis, but what your whole path looks like and being able to take ownership of that. It's something that I figured out kind of along the way. And I, I had slowly been building to it and I didn't even realize it until I was, put into a position where the opportunity laid before me and I came across the serial progress secret team. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, I was still applying to the, the, the regular old careers and, and the regular old jobs that I had been doing in the past. And, and then the opportunity to join this team came, came up. And I remember literally having the conversation in my head and going, you know, I'm kind of scared to do that. Like I I'm, I'm scared to, to, lose a little bit of the safety net that comes with um, that whole, you know, where I, where I had come from and stuff like that. But I, somewhere along the way, I can remember it clicking. And I wish that, I wish I could spot a specific moment because I, I think it was more gradual, but um, somewhere along the way, I can remember it clicking and going, you know what? A little bit of fear is good. A little, being a little bit scared is good. And I was able to kind of turn that into motivation. And that's, and, and that's, that's where I wanted this conversation to lead. And I want to get you guys opinion on this too, because, you know, here I am now and, and, and I'm still, I still experience fear every single day, um, you know, from, from every, lots of different elements, you know, personal life and professionally, but I've, I've learned some ways to be able to turn that into motivation for myself, motivation to make myself better, to get better at my job, to get better at my work, my, the way I interact with my family, the way, the way I talk with my friends, all of that. And I've been able to try to figure out how to channel that different direction. So I'd love to get you guys input as well. You know, uh, do do you feel the same? Do you you kind of do that? Do you find that sometimes too, where you get a little bit of fear sneaking in and you're like, you know what, screw this. I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to (laughs) make something amazing from this. Honestly, that's kind of the way I feel sometimes because it's, I don't have a lot. I, 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 just like Ben said earlier, you know, I've had a really good life. Uh, you know, I've been afforded a lot of really great things in my life. I've got a wonderful family and I've, I haven't had a lot of just giant obstacles that have been placed in my way. So sometimes I manufacture obstacles. I do. I just, it's just something I've done. Uh, I think maybe there's something that I've learned along the way from sports um, because I taught myself to, you know, put obstacles in my way because so I could fight to get through them. And that's kind of what I've done with fear in my, in my life uh, professionally as well is, is kind of turn that into, you know what, if there is a little obstacle, I'm going to fight through it type thing. So, you know, I'd love for you guys to chime in on that. You know, do you, do you find yourself kind of feeling the same way? Do you, do you fight fear with and, and, and find motivation from that sometimes? Tab, I'll let you start. I, I've you got want. a motto in life and I've always had this one. It's fail and fail often. Like I, I, yeah. I love failure because to me, that is when I grow the most. That is when I hmm. I learn the most about myself. I learn more about what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. So for me, fear and f- I, I don't I don't know. I just I, I'm OK with failure. I'm OK with fear. Uh, a little bit of it's a good thing. But like I said, work wise, I don't have a tendency to to I don't it maybe it doesn't come to my brain as fear. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe that's what it is. I just don't classify it as fear. Fear for me is like the personal personal type stuff. So yeah, with work wise, it's just, it's just, it's, it's not fear, it's failure. But I, but I like failing at certain things. I never want to make the same mistake twice. That's always a goal of mine, fail often, but never make the same one twice. So yeah, Uh, yeah, I'll piggyback off that. I think that for me, it is a lot of the really, really the best things in my life were from making a mistake or doing something that I did not know how to do. And I didn't really have 
an idea of the best way to do it. And so, you know, what I had to do was I just had to get the best information I could and try and see what the data was on the other end. And so I think that a lot of people that you run into that you would consider fearless um, or like they just, they, you know, they're, they're doing amazing things. They look at fear in a much different way mm -hmm. and it has to do with failure and how you kind of cope with failure. Yeah, It's when you've put up enough things that have fallen flat, but you came out on the other side because you found the thing that didn't, what you start to understand is most of the world never gets through the gauntlet because they never try or they get beat up in the beginning. And so you start to understand that all these things that are considered failure is just sort of the mountain to climb. Yeah. And the problem is, is if you haven't come out on the other end with good things enough, you don't realize that hmm. you, you don't realize that failure is actually the quickest way to get to really, really good stuff because it's like, it's data. It's this didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work. That worked. That kind of worked. That worked. Didn't work. And you start having these things. And, you know, this is the perfect example. Last year, I was stuck with how to grow the software platform. There's this one particular software platform that we were trying to grow. And I just kept trying shit and nothing was sticking. And I was getting frustrated. I was starting to like kind of question myself, even though I know I shouldn't. And then one month I did something and it worked really good as comparison to the last five things that I'd done. Anyway, it wasn't perfect, but it worked really, really well. And then I was like, ah, interesting. And so I took that thing and I was like, what if we add in this other layer um, to this thing that we're already doing? First thing I added didn't work. <laughs> you course. know, I was like, I added on top of the success that didn't work. And then I tried this next thing that didn't work. And then like the third thing I tried on top of the thing that took me five, six tries to figure out before, <laughs> that's when the explosion happened. And mm -hmm. it was like, it was like, oh my Lord, this, this, you know, and, and you get pissed because you're just like, oh, I should have been doing this all the time. But, but. What I guess I'm trying to get to is, is there are so many things in the last 10 years that that's how I got to the, to where I am that people are like, oh, you're just really smart or, oh, you have an affinity for this. I'm like, no, I'm just like stupid, stubborn. And <laughs> I think that that's the thing is when you start seeing yourself as stubborn and you, you less of your value is I'm smart and don't get me wrong. I'm smart enough. But less of my value is that I'm smart and more of my value in myself is that I'm stubborn when it comes to a problem. And I think that's the finding motivation for me is understanding that I see myself as somebody that is a problem solver. And I see myself as somebody that I may not figure it out this year, but there's, there's, there's next year. You know, and as long as I through the year, I put in enough pieces and enough failures that I understand what doesn't work. That's going to help me get to what does work. And the other side of this, and this is what this is, this just motivates me to no end. Most people give up. Hmm. Round one. And why that motivates me to no end. And, and, and it's the thing that, right, on, on number one, they, they give up. I know other people giving up and other people failing should not motivate me as a human. I know that there's something mentally wrong with me, and especially serial <laughs> progress seeker. That's what we're putting out there, right? Yeah. But what I mean by that is, and the motivation I think everybody can take in is like, most people think, well, why me? Why, why, why would I be successful when all these other people are trying? Because most people, 90, 95%, 90 to 95% of people give up on the first try. Mm -hmm. The next four to 5% or four and a half, whatever it was that we actually get our percentages right, give up after three or four times. And if you're just willing to take it to seven to 10 times, you have almost no competition. Yeah. And for me, that's where I find the motivation. When I am afraid of something, I understand that everybody else is afraid of it too. Almost across the board, everybody else is afraid of it or everybody's worried about something. And as long as I keep pushing uh, and as long as it won't kill me or kill my business, I'm okay with it. And like I said, it took me, you guys, it took me, I mean, I say eight to 12 months, but it probably has taken me two years almost to figure out how to market this one thing that I was doing. And I've got a model that's starting to work. But I tell you what, it was two years worth of getting my head kicked in. And I think that's the, the big thing. The motivation that I get out of stuff is most people aren't willing to get their head kicked in for two years <laughs> to get to something. Yep. And here's the thing. 
I'm going to be sitting in the next six to 12 months on something that most people on the planet don't have because I put in the work. And I think that's it. As long as you understand where you are right now and you understand it's not where you're going to be. And fear is actually the false belief that there's nothing that you can do. And as long as you keep doing something, you're going to get through it. I think that uh, you come out with a level of motivation um, that most people don't have that they get from fear. And I think that's the thing. The more you do that, the more you rewire your brain and the more you reach this level of like ridiculous overconfidence in yourself that makes no sense. And that's what it's all about. It's over and over again, going down these pathways, building that library, understanding that, Hey, a failure is not the end of the world. And eventually it's not easy at first, but eventually you do rewire your brain to think differently. And when you get there, it's like, all of a sudden things start happening fast. Right. And this is where you see these businesses. This is where you see these influencers. Like I'm talking real influencers, not like the goofy fake, you know, I'm talking real people that are yeah. influencing people and, and changing their lives. It's because they kept at it. Mm -hmm. They kept going. They kept digging in. They kept really getting their hands dirty with something and they figured out all the ins and outs of it. And the only way you figure out all the ins and outs in the right pathway is to hit all the wrong pathways or at least most of them. And the folks that you really see doing big things in the world are the folks that just kept going. And that's, that's half of it. Sometimes it's just, it's just keep going. And so the motivation for me and how I could actually see motivation and fear is to understand that concept. I have no idea if what I said could actually be interpreted. Um, <laughs> but that for me is what it is. And if you somehow interpreted and, and actually understood what I just said in that long drawn out process, I promise in the next year, I'll try to get that to something smaller. But if you can figure <laughs> that out, I think that you're well on the way to rewiring your brain and what you accomplish this year will set you up for what's next year. And then, like I said, it's just going to hit a point to where you have so much momentum, so much momentum in your favor that everybody will look up and say, well, they had just exploded overnight, didn't they? <laughs> they won't know, but that's okay. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That's always the way it goes, right? Our favorite bands in the world, like, oh, yeah, they just came out of nowhere and, and, and it came big overnight. Yeah, we know way better than that. Uh, yeah. Man, so as we're wrapping this thing up, what a great conversation. I feel like we could have. Oh, but we just scratched the surface. We could have gone on this for a long time, but uh, I feel it, I feel it. The need, guys, for us to put it out there. We need this disclaimer. Everyone needs to know we are not psychologists. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's not what we do. That's, I'm we, pretty sure we that's do a lot of things. Clear, but we are not, but... <laughs> yeah, well, we need to, you know just in case. I don't want anyone coming after us. Uh, yeah. But you know, there, there's there is something about the world that we live in, the world that we work in, that really does kind of lend itself. To a and, and 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 you know I'm I'm bragging on our team a little bit. It's to a certain level of emotional maturity, and I think a lot of people find that helpful because um, because it, it's it's you know it's just like you said we've been we kicked a few times and and that's there's there's but we've developed uh, and been your 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 constant going back to uh, having that library built up. I I love that analogy because I think that's absolutely perfect. But yeah, uh, and and no way am I saying that any of us are perfect and we've got it all figured out because we don't. But being able to deploy you know strategies like that, tactics like that, principles like that, I think it's really got us. Um, it's gotten us this far, and, and and I'll tell you right now, it's it's got me excited, and I think it's got the rest of the team excited about you know bring on some more fear and we're ready to face it, you know? And I, I, I think that's, that part's kind of exciting, but anything you guys want to say about uh, turning fear into motivation before we, before we sign out today? Um, I think the last thing I'll say is this. It's if you're in a spot right now where you've not had a chance to take a step back and look at this stuff because you've been so busy or you've been so just trying to accomplish the task that life has thrown at you, find some time. Find some time to figure out what you really want. Go through a few of the exercises that we talked about today and you owe it to yourself. I mean, you know, we get one life. We have no idea what's on the other side. We, we have, we have things we'd like for to be on the other side, but we have no idea. You get one shot at this one. And so what do you want to do with it? And at the very least, take some time to take a step back, put it down understand that there's going to be a lot of fear involved, understand that there's going to be a lot of, you know, risk involved. But at the end of the day, uh, what do you want for yourself, for your family, 
What do you want your life to look like? And I promise you, because I used to not be here, none of us did, <laughs> it can turn into that. It can really turn into that. I'm living the life today that if, if 10 years ago me could see me now, um, it's it's not just success and, you know, traditional success. It's happiness. Hmm. And Man. there's a comfort with myself that, you know, I would love for every one of our listeners to have. So at the very least, go through some of the exercises that we talked about today. Go through some of the mindset things that we go through today and really think about what you really want. And I promise you can have it. And even though fear is going to be a factor, see what I did there? Even though fear is going to be a factor in this, I promise you that if you think about this stuff the right way and you just get started and you get moving in a direction, that uh, it'll all be worth pushing through all of that. So, And to add to that, I would say, look at your last five years of your life and how many times you've come against fear and how many times you've lived through it you've overcome it, you're, yeah. you've made your way through it. If you've done that for the last five years or, you know, whatever, you can continue for another five years. You, you can, you can overcome everything that you come across fear wise. It's, it's not going to kill you. No, I love they it. They can't so, eat you. Uh, <laughs> no, exactly. Right. They can't eat you folks. I love that. So, <laughs> so no, thanks for listening everybody. And, you know, fun conversations is something we thought would be incredibly important to talk about. And, uh, we hope you guys dug it.